Welcome to the Gathered Truths Podcast. My name is Jen Yaki. Join me as we create this sacred container for discovery and healing, a place where you are invited to safely inquire, contemplate, and explore the paths of wellness, awareness, and truth. Together we will listen, breathe, learn, and grow so that we can show up for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Welcome to Gathered Truths. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Gathered Truths podcast. This is episode number 16. Before we get going today, um, this is the 26th of November when this is being recorded. So if you listen to this between November 26th and the end of the year, there is a group online on Facebook called survive and thrive during the holidays. I'll put it in the show notes. So if you are needing support over the holidays, I am offering that for free on Facebook. And you can join us there. Also, you can also join the meditation group. We're almost 100 strong. So that's pretty cool. And you can meditate with me live Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. Or there's an archive of meditations that you can listen at any time at your leisure. So I hope you join us there. So the holidays, man, the holidays, right? There's a lot happening during the holidays. There's joy, there's frustration, there's sadness, there's overwhelm, grief. I think excitement, right? I think almost all the emotions are present. And sometimes they feel as if they are all happening at the same time. So I wanted to talk to you today about some ways to navigate the holidays with grace and peace and ease in your heart. And these are practices that you can use outside of the holidays, but they just seem super appropriate for, for the holidays. And I also want to say that if you're not feeling okay, if you're not feeling into it, if you're feeling um, sad, um, maybe you are in the throes of grief, or perhaps the holidays have just not been a happy time for you. I honor that. Um, and, you know, there might be waves of emotion, waves of things that kind of come and go, where there are moments of joy and happiness. And then there are moments of just complete sadness, or you might not feel anything at all. You might just feel kind of numb and overwhelmed. And I just want to let you know that all of those things are normal. 
And as always, we want to just do our best to not unpack in any of those places, not attach ourselves to any of those things, because they will all change, as they always do. That's why we practice mindfulness, at least that's why I practice mindfulness, is so that I can just bear witness to whatever is happening, try not to get attached to it, try not to wish it to be different, or to hold on to it too tightly. Um, but I understand that those things happen. They happen to me. So as I said, this is being recorded on the 26th of November, and our family has already had Thanksgiving. So we had Grandparents Day uh, last Friday at Lucas's school, and the grandparents came in both sets. And then my brother came in, and we had a big Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday, and then everybody went home on Sunday. And I will tell you, I got into bed on Sunday. I had a workshop to facilitate, but after the workshop, I was in bed, jammies on at 4.01 p.m. <laughs> and there was a time in my life that I would feel guilty about that. I would never tell you that. I would push through, um, gut it out, and go do 5,000 other things. But today, I just recognize um, that I'm tired that I'm emotionally overwhelmed. This came to my attention, not only uh, from myself, but my brother mentioned it to me, like, you seem a little overwhelmed. Plus, I raised my voice at Lucas, which I, um, I don't like doing. Actually, I didn't raise my voice. I got I was very upset about something that really didn't <laughs> warrant being upset about as I had 2020 hindsight. Um, but that's an awareness. It's an awareness. It's a big step for me to say, okay, I'm done. I have no more bandwidth. I can't, I can't do one more thing. I just need to sit. And I really did. I sat and I kind of just stared off into space for a bit. And, uh, Jay, my husband came in and peeked on in on me a couple of times. Are you all right? <laughs> like I'm going to have some sort of you know, break, uh, right there in the bedroom. But I, you know, sometimes I just, I just need to decompress and, and, uh, just stare. So for me, and this is unlike my mom, for me, I decompress by silence, by a dark room and no noise, just complete quiet. That's the way that I decompress. It's the way that I restore, um, and there are other people that do it the opposite way. Like my mom, she needs to be around other people. She takes breaks, but she needs to be around people to get her cup filled. Um, you might be like that, but I am not that way. And there were many years that I um, thought I was that way or wanted to be that way or was trying to be that way because that seemed like the way everybody else was. But today I know that in order for me to pour from a full cup, the way that I rest and rejuvenate and recharge is in silence. So my wish for you this holiday season is that you know who you are. 
you know what you need and you take what you need without guilt, without explanation necessarily, because you're an adult and you don't need to explain anything to anybody. Now, of course, if you have a full house and you need to go take a break, you probably just need to explain that you're going to go take a break. That's it. And you go do that. And really, when we do those things, when we take care of ourselves, we're showing, we're modeling to other people that it's okay. So whether that be our children or our parents or our friends, when we model um, healthy behavior, other people see it. So it's not just for you. It is, it truly is a ripple effect. You would be amazed how many people are helped by you modeling healthy behavior. So there you go. So let's just talk about a couple of things about the holidays. Number one, in case you didn't know this, most things are not in your control. I know. I know we want to think that we can control everything, but we cannot. And not only that, why would we want to? That would assume that we know best for everybody and everything and we don't. And can you imagine how limited we would be if we were deciding all the things? Because we only know what we know, which on the grand scheme of things, grand scale of things is very little. So let's just let that go. I cannot control everything. Sometimes the easiest thing is just to bear witness to what is happening right? So one thing that we can control, because there are things that we can control, is our behavior, our reaction to things, our ability to pause, our ability to ask questions, our ability to notice ourselves, have awareness, personal awareness of, oh, I'm getting overwhelmed. Oh, this conversation is making me angry oh, I forgot the dot, 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 insert whatever you forgot. Um, so there are lots of things that we are in control of if you need to be in control of something. The first place to start is you. So we'll start there. So when you're in a group of people and the house is full and you don't like what people are saying, or you don't like what's on the television, or you don't like how loud the music is, or something burned, or you forgot something, being aware of yourself and how you're feeling, noticing your physical responses to what's happening, notice your thought processes. What are you thinking about all of this? And then maybe taking a step back. Maybe taking a walk, stepping outside, maybe taking a few cleansing breaths, maybe doing a few yoga poses, maybe just doing a few jumping jacks, right? So being aware of yourself, being in control of yourself is very empowering. And remembering that watching observing, witnessing other people be, allowing them to be who they are, is powerful. So in that 
same vein, my brother and I were talking about allowing versus accepting. And we were talking about people, you know, we're, we're in groups of people. And in recovery, acceptance is a big word. And I always felt like there was still a little bit of a rub when it came to the word acceptance, even though I love the phrase acceptance does not mean approval. Acceptance still meant like I was putting on this, this heavy weight, this jacket that I was, that I was still being weighed down by whatever was happening around me. That even though I accepted you and your picadillos and, um, the things, whatever they were, I just, and it didn't mean that I approved of it. I was just in acceptance of, of that. It still felt heavy. It still felt, you know, gross for lack of a better word. Um, it just still felt, you know, like filmy. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, like dirty. And so we were talking about the word allowance, Oh man, allowance just makes my soul so at ease. It's like the ocean. When I see the ocean, everything just releases and relaxes and it just feels right and it sounds right and it sits with me well and it lands right where it needs to land. So for me, allowance is just huge. And when I allow people to be who they are, it is like from a distance, like I'm just allowing that complete gong show to happen. Like I'm 10,000 feet away from it, you know? So if you have a gong show in your house, just notice if you can just allow it, see how that makes you feel in your body, in your mind. And I'm not saying that you're going to have the same peace and ease that I have when I feel the word allow surround me versus accept. Um, but perhaps it does. Perhaps when you just allow people to be who they are and say what they're going to say, and do what they're going to do without having any kind of visceral response or need or want, you just like, wow, like you can just step back and think, holy smokes, that is okay. Off you go. Knock yourself out. But when I accept it, it's like I've got to get in the mix. Like I have to allow you in my hula hoop or you're allowed close to it. And I, I don't want any of that near my hula hoop. I don't want it anywhere near me unless my hula hoop is, you know, at a circumference of miles where I can't even see you. Right. But allowance is like, yeah, okay. No problem. There just seems to be a, a wider berth for peace. There seems to be like this huge space between me and whatever I'm allowing. So maybe that helps you allowing, just allow it to be. Being mindful is another way to thrive in your life, being mindful and remembering what mindfulness is. So here is my definition of mindfulness. Mindfulness is just being aware of everything that's happening around you, all of your sensory doors in the current moment, without opinion, judgment, wanting to change it, analyzation. You're just noticing. That's all that it is. And let me tell you, this is a practice. This is not a one and done. 
It's not like, okay, well, I'm going to do this one day and it's now I'm amazing. No, that is, that is not how it works. It is a daily practice. Sometimes it's a minute to minute practice. When I'm in Costco at three o'clock on a Saturday, it is a second to second practice because I have an opinion about everything. I have an opinion about you leaving your cart in the center of the aisle while you go walk four aisles over to check out some socks. I have an opinion about that. <laughs> you know, I got an opinion about you stopping every single time and sampling every single thing while your cart is still back in the produce section and you're all the way in the chip section. Um, I I got a, an opinion about about a lot. I mean, these are just like things that are popping up into my mind that just happened this weekend. So I have to kind of take a step back, have a giggle at myself like, wow, Jen, that's like, you just need to take a few deep breaths here and try to find a different aisle to go down to or possibly, Jen, don't go to Costco at four o'clock on a Saturday. So here's a pro tip for you. Costco, like right before it closes, is an excellent time to go. So check out when they close and go maybe 45 minutes and you will not see a whole lot of chaos there because there's no snacks. Nobody is snacking. Carts are not being left in the middle of aisles because there aren't that many people there. So that's my pro tip for you. Um, so be mindful and you know what? Have a giggle at yourself with how much you talk internally. Like there is always this freaking dialogue going on about all the things, or maybe this is just me, but my brain is talking all the time. And so when you can kind of stand outside of yourself and be like, geez, just stop for a moment, take a deep breath, take a shallow breath, just take a breath. Whew. So that was the next one, taking charge of your thoughts, like, holy smokes, like, that's just enough. There's no, there's no need to have an opinion about every single thing. Or the other thing is just wishing that everything was different than it was. Or being attached to things that are going to come and go. But when we start witnessing our thoughts, you'll just notice, you'll start to notice a pattern, a, a pattern of thinking. And then what happens is you'll notice, wow, all of those thoughts are really giving me a feeling in my body. And I don't like this feeling. I don't like this feeling of heaviness, um, of anger, of irritation, of frustration, right? And all of it comes back to this constant loop of thoughts and opinions and judgments and analyzations that are going on constantly. Again, this is a practice. I will tell you this, Michael Singer wrote, wrote a book called The Untethered Soul. And he talked about, I want to say in the first couple of chapters about your inner roommate. Once you become aware of this inner roommate of yours, you are going to be shocked at how awful this person is and how much they have to say. And if this person actually existed in human being form, you would not allow them anywhere near you. They talk too much. They're very negative. They don't have anything nice to say a lot of the time. And this really is not your fault. So I just don't want you to beat yourself up about it. You can make a shift. You can change. But again, it takes time. So just because you decide this today, two days before Thanksgiving, you are not going to be ninja expert level by Thanksgiving. 
Just FYI, you're not. I'm not. But you can be on your way to that if that's where you want to go in like three decades. No, I'm just kidding. But it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time for you to choose your thoughts and choose whether or not you want to engage with all of the thoughts that are bouncing around. Or would you rather just notice the thoughts and then just be like, wow, I'm just going to let that one go because that's just not even worth thinking about. Breathing. Ooh, breathing. Breathing is a miracle. Breathing is a miracle because it happens automatically. But it's also a miracle emotional regulator. It doesn't just work for kids, but it works for adults. So we have talked on this podcast about different kinds of breathing, box breathing being one of them. So a, think of a box like inhale for four, pause for four, exhale for four, pause for four, and do that maybe 10 times or set a timer for three minutes. It is a game changer and you have three minutes. Taking cleansing breaths, so a deep inhale in and a pause and a full exhale out, letting your exhale be longer than your inhale. This is excellent. Again, regulates the emotional system. You will find that under duress, or sometimes when you're excited, you hold your breath. The key is just to become aware of this, that you aren't holding your breath, or that you are holding your breath. And then you start breathing again, and more deeply, and more consistently. And just becoming aware of your breath will take you out of your head and whatever is going on in there with the analyzation, with the judgment, with the emotions. If we focus on the breath, that will stop for a moment. Being aware of your breathing is integral to your emotional wellness, your mental health. So breathe. This is why I love yoga. I love the union of breath and movement. It is amazing. It is amazing how many times I go into a class so irritated, so agitated, and I come out and I'm like, wow, it's just amazing how that works. Or I have a headache and I do some breathing and some yoga, even five or six minutes, just maybe 10 um, half sun salutations and it's gone. So the breath is so important and so vital, again, to your mental wellness. The next one, it can sometimes be difficult. It's gratitude. And sometimes when we're in the middle of it, in the thick of it, in the muck, it's hard to be gra uh, grateful. I get that. But if you can be for the most simplest of things, you will be surprised how things change and shift. So when we lead with gratitude, we tend to see more gratitude. So I don't know if you've ever had this experience where 
you decided to buy, let's just say a new car, and the new this new car that you're buying is a, you know, a red one. And then the next thing you know, you're seeing all these red cars that you never saw before. The same thing happens when you become more grateful, when you start focusing on the things that are positive in your life, you will see more and more of it. You will not only see it in your own life, but you'll see it in other people. And that's a good thing. So even if you're just grateful for your breath, for your heart beating, for the chair that you're sitting in, for the car that you get to drive, for the food that you had at lunch, for the coffee that you had this morning, for the sun rising and setting. Even if it's just those things, which may seem, I don't know, trite, a given, that's kind of the point. Being grateful for the little things is usually a an opening for seeing things, more things that you're grateful for. So sometimes you have to start really close to you so that you can see outside of yourself. The last two, self-care. Self-care is super important. It is just as important as your breath. You have to take care of you, whether it's the holidays or not. If your cup is empty, you are not going to be a pleasant person. And you're not going to like that. And the people around you aren't going to like that. And then we have to apologize for things that we don't want to apologize for. And it just is this vicious cycle. So your cup has to get filled. And I get it. If you are a single parent, if your spouse is traveling, if you don't have a partner and you're doing everything, you're doing all the things, I get it. You still have to take care of yourself. Sit down for five minutes, have a cup of tea that you like, go get a beverage that you like, light a candle, take a walk, read a chapter of a book, listen to a meditation, go hide in the closet. It doesn't make any difference. You just have to do something with the intention of I'm taking care of myself. I was talking to a uh, friend the other day who comes to class and we were laughing so hard <laughs> because she has two small children and we were talking about, you know, trying to find some time for ourselves and, you know, even the most and finding gratitude in that and even the most simple tasks like going to the bathroom without somebody's little hand sticking underneath the door or rattling the doorknob, asking what we're doing. Like that is, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that three or four minutes a piece. And you know what? I will tell you this, that even though um, I get stressed and overwhelmed sometimes, there have been times that there have not just been hands underneath the door, but like snouts from dogs. And my initial reaction is like, oh my gosh, can I not just go to the bathroom? Can I not just have two minutes? 
And then after I get over that, I just start laughing because that is the funniest thing to see are hands underneath the door and snouts underneath the door. And then the laughter and the giggle because I start laughing and then my child starts laughing. So just being present for all of that, like just the ridiculousness of it and that it's going to, it's going to end. You know, that's, that's the, one of the things that I'm becoming more and more aware of that I wish I was never aware of is, is this going to be the last time? Is this going to be the last time that Lucas wants to go visit grandma and grandpa by himself? You know, is this the last time my parents are going to be able to drive over here and stay with us? It's just these, these things. So and, and I'm not, not in a morbid way, but like life changes and things happen. And so being present for what is, is incredibly important. So the last one is comparison is a liar. And so if you are on social media, you're going to see things over the holidays that look amazing, but you don't have any idea what happened before that picture was taken. And you have no idea what was what was happening after that picture was taken. And so staying in your own lane and paying attention to your life and what's happening in your home with your family is so incredibly important. Enjoying it for what it is without comparison because I can assure you you will look through social media over the next five weeks and there will be things that you see that that you will compare and you will think man my life really stinks compared to that but I can assure you there was um, I don't know if this was last year or the year before but um, we did a postcard I think it was two years ago we did a Christmas card and there was this picture and um, I got lots of compliments on the picture and it was a picture of Lucas nuzzling into me and me, um, having my hand on him and Jay looking lovingly at us. And I, I said to somebody, I said, you know, that's, that is not what was happening. And what was happening was that Lucas for the 9,000th time was making faces at the camera and was wiggling around and he was, you know, being silly and he wasn't listening to our friend Anne and he wasn't listening to me. And we were just trying to get these pictures and it was hot. I remember it being very hot in the studio. And for whatever silly reason was, we did, uh, didn't have the air condition on. And it was like, it was crazy. Getting down there was crazy. I think the studio had just opened. And so there was all this chaos, but Anne captured this picture that just looked like something different than it was. And I look at a lot of images that I even post on um, social media, that the thing that was happening before and the thing that was happening after was nothing what that image looked like. And so please know that that when you are thumbing through social media over the next five or six weeks, that you don't really know what was going on, right? And there's no reason to compare because you're comparing apples to oranges because their family isn't your family. Your family history and their family history is not the same. So please be kind to yourself, compassionate to yourself, when you are thumbing through social media 
I want to, as we close with meditation, today's meditation is going to be me reading something. And so you can choose to sit or maybe you're walking the dog or maybe you're in the car. If you're someplace that you can close your eyes, you certainly can do that. But if you're someplace where you cannot do that, then please don't do that. So this is a poem from Pixie Lighthorse called Honoring Worth. So just coming into that easy seat, that comfortable seat, if that is what you are doing right now. And taking a few breaths, just kind of settling in here. And softening the face and the jaw. Moving the shoulders away from the ears. And deciding whether or not you are going to close your eyes. Maybe you have a soft gaze toward your lap, toward the floor. Thank you for this day of knowing my value. It is not for others to reflect my merits back to me. You have tried to transmit this to me many times, but it is hard to hear and easily forgotten. Please help me remember that it is a miracle to be here and that to disregard the miracle is to misunderstand life. Each of us has a purpose and we don't have to be in full comprehension of that to earn our place here. Drum into my cells that I get to be here without anxiety that I am enough. Expand my limits for accepting my majestic existence. Let me hang the medals of honor on my own jacket and stop questioning whether I do enough and give enough. Open me to my flaws and imperfections because my obsession with perfection is killing my spirit and my faith in divine love. When hunger for external affirmation is insatiable, it complicates and compromises my relationships. Help me to let my people off the hook for needing to scout the ideal words that will lead to my fulfillment. Freedom from inaccurate beliefs about myself is between you and me. Help me discover how I can be most useful knowing that my significance is not rooted in my doing. Remove thoughts that I am burdensome or a hindrance to those around me and that my gifts will not be appreciated. Help me create a meaningful life that brings dignity to my spirit and establishes trust with you that I am on the right path. When I'm dependent on others, let me seek self-sufficiency in order to keep my relationships in balance. Help me to define the value of how I show up and what I contribute. Let me understand that contributions are not synonymous with currency and that lives cannot be measured in dollars. When I'm not honoring my missions, direct me back to them. Point my generosity and kindness facing outward, knowing that everything that flows from me creates a ripple effect. Remind me that it is possible to create unworthiness in others when I set unfair and impossible standards for myself. 
Let adequate and good enough be sufficient despite my efforts for excellence. Highlight my benevolence because big-heartedness is what I will be remembered for above all. Help me to know and trust that I am beneficial, that I am a beneficial organism in this great cosmic layout. And bringing your awareness back to where you are. And maybe taking a few cleansing breaths. Blinking your eyelids open if they were closed. And wiggling your toes around, your fingers around. And just becoming more acquainted with the light of where you are. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week, wherever you are in that. Happy Thanksgiving. And until next time, I wish you much peace, much ease, and much freedom. <laughs>